Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Underground USA. Here's this morning's segment on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder is broadcast on CRN Digital Talk Radio. Everybody's talking at me. CRN Digital Talk Radio, Chuck Wilder here, Swade at the network. We're live across America. And around the world at crntalk.com. Right now, I want to go to the one and only Frank Savato, host of the Underground USA podcast, heard everywhere podcaster heard. He's the author of six monographs examining political and ideological threats facing our country. And he can be heard twice weekly on the Captain's America Third Watch, syndicated nationally on the Salem and Genesis Communication Affiliate Stations. Uh, his website is Underground usa.com underground usa.com mr savato thanks for coming on again how are you sir doing good mr wilder how about yourself pretty good mr savato (laughs) (laughs) your latest report the biden's administrative administration's pathetic attempt to wag the dog you know i wonder how many uh listeners right now uh didn't know where that term came from, Wag the Dog, and about the movie. The movie came out shortly before Bill Clinton actually uh, put it into motion in real life. Uh, <laughs> it starred uh, De Niro and uh, Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro, and it was about uh, a White House strategist who came up with the idea of of uh, launching a, a preemptive and, and uh, uncalled-for military action to deflect the media's and the public's attention from from a sex scandal. And, you know, life imitates art sometimes. Uh, not three weeks later, Bill Clinton, after saying that he had inappropriate relations with Monica Lewinsky, uh, <laughs> launched some missile strikes, and that yeah. turned the media attention away from the fact that he was having uh, sexual relationships with a 21-year-old intern inside the Oval Office behind his wife's back. Well, believe it or not, I go back all the way to page four in this report, and there it is. 1998, navigating the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Yeah, but Bill Clinton, head and shoulders above his wife Hillary in crafting political strategy, drew from a Hollywood storyline, and he wagged the dog. Yes, 
And the dog said, put yeah. me down. I'm not going to vote for you no matter what you do. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah the smart dog did. Um, you know, and you were right. Uh, Afghanistan and Sudan. Uh, Sudan, that was uh, the two that he said, let's bomb the hell out of them so people will leave me the hell alone. And it worked. They, they yeah. pivoted. Mm-hmm. And they, they ended up forgiving him uh, his, his lying under oath to a special prosecutor or special, special counsel which would have been grounds for impeachment for anybody else. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he, you, you, even though he was impeached, he wasn't convicted. Uh, you know, Richard Nixon had to resign because, because of, of uh, the conspiracy to cover up facts. And that wasn't even before a, before a special prosecutor that was asking him those questions. <laughs> so, you know, the double standard is alive and well when it comes to Republicans and Democrats in the Oval, obviously. Hey, and refresh my memory, when it, when it comes to Nixon, uh, didn't that uh, foreign correspondent just really uh, kind of like set him off all of a sudden? And that was like, boy, he's losing it. Does that ring a bell with you? Uh, well, it, the it, guy was it, from it, England. It, yeah, it sounds familiar. Uh, I think you're talking about Frost. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Okay. Yeah, um, he had a he had a long conversation with him in a in a series of interviews uh, that ended up being very enlightening after he left office. But before he left office, mm-hmm. you know, the the media was the pressure on him during Watergate, uh, especially when you only have three network news channels that are all on the same side. You know, the mm-hmm. advancement of bloodlust as a political bloodlust. Um, it was can be quite uh, intimidating even for a president of the United States. So, um, you know, he, he was going, he was under a lot of pressure. It's no, no doubt he snapped. You know, and with three major news entities, three only, uh, can you imagine for you young folks out there uh, <laughs> how easy it is to swing an election with those three? You know, like, look at what it's doing now. I mean, you know, we've only got two or three that fight, you know, the mainstream fake news, you know. So uh, it's well, you, you. You, think, you think about it back then, we would say, well, if you have all three networks, then you've got it in the bag. And if we, mm-hmm. we can only have more channels and more ways to get our news, that would never happen. Well, it, it seems to have gotten supercharged because the same the same mindset, the people with the same mindset still control media. So it's just gotten worse. It's gotten more concentrated. Uh, I believe uh, in some research I did for a white paper, there's five companies in the world that own most of the major media outlets. So you can tell where the narrative from. It's, it's not necessarily from the newsroom editor. It's from much higher up. So me, until, uh... we can, until we can break that monopoly, I don't think a lot of things are going to change with the media. Uh, and when you did the white paper, uh, let me impose on you here and, and ask you, uh, does China actually have a lot of say in our news in America? Is it NBC that they're really soaked in on? They've got a lot of stock in Disney, shock Disney. of shocks. They've got a lot of stock in NBC Universal. But they have a lot of influence because they have an army of people who are acting as influencers on social media. And because our media complex here in the United States uh, takes a knee to, to to the responses on social media, you know, they have an undue influence then. 
they get a thousand, two thousand people posting comments on their thread on Twitter, and all of a sudden NBC thinks that they have to go down this rabbit hole because that's what people want to hear. That's the danger of social media and having our news organizations rely on social media. It should be a one-way street when it comes to our news media and social media. They should be putting in information and leaving it alone. Because when they start when they start bending the will of the newsroom to the the temperature on social media, it's easily manipulated by countries like China and Russia and anybody else who wants to put the effort into creating a false presence that something is more important than it's not. Now, in this uh, recent report you have, and this is very interesting, <laughs> listeners, the U.S. House of Representatives advanced a bill that was send an additional $40 billion in aid to the Ukraine. An additional $40 billion, that's $7 billion more than what President Biden requested. Uh, that kind of sounds unusual, you know, that if, normally they'll say, well, we're not going to give you, you know, all of that. We'll give you, uh, instead of giving you $10 billion, we'll only give you $7 billion, okay? But this is almost like a flip. Uh, the president didn't ask for this much, but we're going to give him an additional $40 billion? Uh, it sounds a, like some hanky-panky going on somewhere. That's not the only flip, Chuck. Yeah. The, the, the more important flip, and, you know, we talk about billions of dollars today as, as if it was chump change. Just, just 10 years ago, that was an enormous amount of money. But when you talk trillions all the time, it doesn't sound like much. It's a lot. But the, the other flip that's even more egregious is the fact that the anti-war left on the far left in Congress, who just 30 days ago were saying, don't flood Ukraine with money. Don't give them a ton mm -hmm. of money. We can't do that. It will inflame tensions. We shouldn't be arming them. We shouldn't be doing any of this. Suddenly, knee-jerk, in unison, there wasn't one Democrat defector from this vote. They all including the squad, voted for this after just 30 days before saying they would never do it. So why? Well, That's the question, few, why? Yeah, a few very intelligent people, uh, Glenn Greenwald, uh, throw him in there, Frank Savato, uh, Ajo Cortez, no, sorry, that's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, brought up the subject of Wag the Dog. Isn't that clever, listener, how we got to that? How, what does Wag the Dog have anything to do with what you guys are talking about? Well, maybe this is uh, another attempt to wag the dog. Is that what you're saying? But I'm seeing all indications of it. You, you, yeah. When you look at, at the approval ratings for everything that Biden's touching, from the economy to the border to the withdrawal in Afghanistan to the divide in our country to to the grotesque spending that that is happening under his administration, everything is in the tank. Uh, only 17 percent of the people in this country believe the country is moving in the right direction. His approval rating personally is at, I believe, 28 this morning, according to Rasmussen. Wow. So he needs to wag the dog. He, he needs to deflect going into the midterms. Otherwise, the bloodbath that's going to happen um, in Congress is going to be monumental, and it could even be veto-proof. So he needs to change the narrative. And what better way to do that than, well, we're at war. Yeah, This is a wartime president. We can't criticize him. We have to get behind him and support him. And that's exactly what Steny Hoyer said when he came to the floor. He said, we can't be... We can't be 
criticizing the president because we're at war, and and that's on that's on tape, that's that's on video. You're, he can't he can't deny that. He said we're at war. Last time I checked, the Constitution said that Congress had to declare war for us to be in yeah, a war. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, so there's yeah. This is this seems to me it has all of the ingredients to be wag the dog, and judging from his propaganda machine, they have no problem telling something that's untrue in order to make themselves look better. So, Yeah, and you know, in, with me, Frank, it's, it's like it's almost as if every single Democrat has a gun next to his head, you know, that uh, people's holding. If you don't do this, you know, you're out of here. Because even with the vote, you say the House wasn't even close. It was led by every Democrat in the chamber, every one of them. The bill was advanced to the U.S. Senate with a 368 to 57 vote. And every vote cast against the measure, of course, came from Republicans. Yeah, and there were some Republicans who voted for this, too. Um, they were, all while they were complaining that they only had so many hours to read a gigantic bill. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, when, and when you look at the bill, there was no apparatus specified for oversight for this money. For how for how we're supposed to find out whether or not it was applied appropriately or not, you know, and, and when you dive into it, you can you have to believe that maybe maybe ten percent, fifteen percent will actually get to the Ukrainian government, whereas the rest is going to go to our defense contractors. So while he's wagging the dog, there's a very real financial equation here that says he's also using maybe four-fifths of that, four, of that $57 billion to infuse the economy, to jumpstart mm-hmm. it quietly without going through Congress. You know, and, and, you, and you look at these proposals they have, listener, uh, 14,000 pages, 9,000 pages. <laughs> You know, you need somebody like uh, a president to come in, like uh, maybe a guy named Trump or something, and say, from now on, everything that we have to consider cannot be longer than 500 pages. 500 pages, so you can read it over the weekend if you want to, you know, take up your whole weekend. 14,000 papers, to me, that's like uh, adding, uh, you know, a little extra security on everything. I have never, ever understood that. We're going to have uh, more coming from uh, Frank Savato. Today we're uh, basically talking about Wag the Dog, getting into more of that and all the, well, I'm going to clean it up. All the good stuff and bad stuff going on. There you go. Frank Savato, Underground USA podcast, where every podcaster heard, and his website is undergroundusa.com. That's undergroundusa.com. We shall continue in just a few moments. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder with Frank Sabato and talking about all these, uh, quote, consequences of flooding the Ukraine with billions of dollars in U.S. weapons. 
And uh, in February, you mentioned a Democrat from California, a female, right? Roe Kahana, is that her name? I, I, be- I believe it's a guy. Really? Okay, how come I thought Roe? Okay, Roe versus Wade. That must be why. Yeah, that, <laughs> anyway. well, hey, it's an, it's an easy mix-up today when you're looking at the headlines. Yeah, so this guy said, uh, quote, I certainly join House progressives in the concerns of having increased aid, lethal aid, into that area. It's only, only going to inflame the situation, and we need restraint. So he was sort of talking sense, wasn't he? No, every measure overseas should be taken with the greatest, the, the greatest examination. It doesn't matter whether it's giving aid or going to war. You have to, you have to look at it with the same seriousness. This is what Washington told us in his farewell address, and we haven't listened. There were two things in his farewell address that were very important to listen to that we just keep ignoring. One is not uh, the word uh, entanglements, just out of curiosity. Foreign entanglements. He cautioned us against foreign entanglements because he didn't see any benefit for the United States sticking their nose into other people's business. You know, and we've done that routinely, and we shouldn't be doing it. I'm not saying you don't go to war when you need to go to war, but you need to go to war. And that means going through the steps of going through Congress and getting that declaration. The police actions, the the president has the 60 days to to use the military. They've abused that. The president's ability to order the military into action on the spur of the moment was meant to buffer a moment between when action was needed to respond and when Congress was going to give that declaration of war. And Congress's practice of just giving resolutions that concur, I'm shocked the Supreme Court hasn't said anything about that because it's unconstitutional. If our military is going into the battlefield overseas, they need a declaration. Otherwise, they shouldn't be there. And and the other thing that we don't listen to Washington on is allowing for the cancer of political parties to take control of our government. Yeah. And and we're and we're seeing this in exactly what happened here with with the Ukraine thing. You've got a political party manhandling their people to vote in lockstep for something that just 30 days before they were saying they shouldn't do. Ilhan Omar even said, quote, the consequences of flooding Ukraine with billions of dollars in U.S. weapons, likely not limited to just military-specific equipment, but also including small arms and ammo, are unprecedented and likely disastrous. That's Ilhan Omar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. and, that was in Mar- and that was in March. <clears throat> She's the but only she one who didn't for bump her head, right? You know, she she voted for it. She voted yeah. for it. So I, the Progressive Caucus in in January said we shouldn't be doing this. They rallied everybody behind this vote because it was partisan and it was politics. It had nothing to do with them looking at the situation and figuring out what the best use of taxpayers' dollars was, if any. And then putting putting stringent oversight measures on this amount of taxpayer dollars, so that we know that it isn't being grifted by the grifters. You know, it, it seems like for some reason, and they get away with it, that more than ever before, you're seeing all of the laws on the books are just totally being ignored, and nothing's happening. You know, even uh, you know the 
what we're talking about right now. You know, you're not supposed to do that. You know, and you've got things on the books that say, you know, concerning uh, immigration, you know, and they're just ignoring it. And it's like even what what are the Republicans doing? Just sitting there and twiddling their thumbs? Is, isn't there anything they can do or is it all going to be up to the courts? The Republicans are the Republicans are playing Little League in the World Series. And they have yeah, been for right. quite a while. They don't respond to the the aggressive and coercive progressive left, which is which today exists as a fascist entity by definition. That's not me name calling. That's by definition. You know, when you're when you're colluding with the private sector to force society into doing your ideological will, that's fascism. And that's what's happening. Uh, Republicans think that they're still playing by a rule book and they're not. The second that the that the Wilson administration introduced the idea of, well, the Constitution is a living document and therefore it has to change with the times. And they started selectively enforcing the law. Yeah. Well, all right, we're going to get more from Frank Savato. It is unbelievable. It's sort of like Netflix told their people, if you don't like our wokeness, just quit. Yeah, but you think these uh, elected officials are going to give up their position and the money and the perks? No. Frank Savato, undergroundusa.com. He calls democracy messy, props up the Chinese Communist Party, praises Xi and his regime known for violent oppression, invests in Chinese military companies. A defector? No. It's BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, the CEO of a major American company who's gone all in on China. Can he be more anti-American? Larry Fink, BlackRock. Taking your money, betting on China. Message paid for by Consumers Research, an independent educational 501c3 nonprofit organization. Log on to www.consumerresearch.org to learn more. Everybody's talking at me. Chuck Wilder, CRN, with uh, Frank Sabato, host of Underground USA Podcast. You know, and uh, <clears throat> pardon me, you mentioned that, uh, let's see if I can find this one here, uh, uh, U.S. Representative Cori Bush, uh, Democrat, Missouri, Stuck to her position, says she remained concerned about the increased risk of direct war and potential for direct military confrontation. Although uh, she just stayed right there and said, I'm, I'm voting yes, okay. Then, but glaringly absent. I don't know if you mentioned this a while ago, but from the microphones was the brilliant mind of Representative Ajo Cortez, right? Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, because she's, uh, she's making Code Pink look, uh, look pro-war. With her, with her statements before her vote, and that—that's this is the knee-jerk flip that I was talking about in the first segment. This is even though um, they're trying to wag the dog with with the war thing, it's uh-huh. the knee-jerk turnabout of the Democrat, the hard left Democrats, the anti-war Democrats in voting for this that is literally saber rattling with Vladimir Putin. That should we should all be going. Well, why did you vote that way? If you don't think we should be tempting war, why did you vote to give them this? Then, you know, at, at least Cory Bush and 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 Rokahan and uh, you know and Ilan Omar had the guts to come before the mic and try to explain their positions. Aok's a coward. She's a coward. She won't she won't address this at all because she is absolutely duplicitous. She is a political creature. 
and she will say anything in order to make sure that she's looked favorably upon at the microphones and so that she can glean as many votes as she can to get reelected. She's a con artist, and the people of Brooklyn yeah. should figure that out quick. You know, Frank, uh, I, I see people on both sides, you know, that are saying uh, we feel so bad for the Ukraine people, the Ukraine people, the Ukraine people. And you mentioned in this report that uh, every far-left fascist in the United States House voted to allocate billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars to aid the Ukraine. And a country that until Vladimir Putin ordered its invasion was recognized as one of the most corrupt governments on the face of the planet. Now, that shocked me when I read that, but then again I thought, well, you know, wasn't Hunter Biden getting special deals over there, and aren't they right now some of the money going to the people that support Biden and others uh, are not getting anything because they don't? Absolutely. And then when you dig into the internal politics in Ukraine (laughs) uh, prior to to Putin's invasion, you will see that they've had regime change over there wildly. The pendulum has swung to the left, to the right, to the front, to the back because of the corrupt institutions that they have in that country. Everything runs on money. Everything runs on a bribe. Everything is is about the party in power, and it's not really about the people. So when we throw $57 billion at them, the money that they do get is more than likely going to end up in the pockets of the connected rather than going for humanitarian aid. You know, so that it makes it no different than dropping fifty-seven billion on Sudan or Somalia. The warlords are going to to lord it over the regular people to try to control them. So we should be very wary about what we're doing. Yes, it's wrong what Vladimir Putin is doing over there. He shouldn't be doing it. And yes, we should be joining with the world community to try to put pressure on him to push back, but not at the cost of devastating our economy. And, and not at the cost of, of pickpocketing the taxpayers to the tune of $57 billion. We, we could yeah. use that at home. We could buy baby formula for that. Baby formula, yes. Well, you know what? And then the Afghanistan withdrawal, and look what we left them. So many weapons you wouldn't believe. They could probably just about wipe us out. Uh, but then, see, the, the people that were supplying all the ammunition weren't making any money, were they? And so nope. now, is are they back on the payroll again? Well, it's, it remains to be seen. But what mm-hmm. we're seeing happening in Afghanistan, you know, we talked about this last week, is a, an absolute and complete return to Taliban rule, which means Sharia law, which means right. oppression. To, to the extreme, it means oppression. So what did we do? Well, we spent 20 years to give the Taliban the most sophisticated equipment we have because we just left. So a lot of this $57 billion, though, I think in this article it, it mentions that uh, they're being channeled through the coffers of weapon manufacturers, Rayathon, Lockheed Martin, Boeing, all the usual suspects. And then some of it are going to go to the CIA for unspecified reasons. I mean, it seems like they just about filled up all their spying they needed to do on Russia and the Ukraine. Well, the CIA, the CIA was busy for four years spying on, on the, the guy in the Oval Office. 
<laughs> so you know they were yeah. they were kind of distracted for a little bit, but you, <laughs> but you you need to you need to make sure that you understand when we say we're going to give arms to people, when we say that we're going to give weaponry to the Ukraine so they can b- battle the, the Russian aggression. Well, what does that mean? It means we are giving them that we're buying the weapons to give to them, and who gets that money? Lockheed, Boeing, Raytheon, all of the defense contractors. I'm not, you know, hey, they're defense contractors. They have a right to make a living, and I'm glad they do because they give us the most sophisticated weaponry in the world. I'm not anti-defense contractor. I'm anti-Congress and and the Biden administration lying to the American people or at least not being fully transparent. Because remember, when he was running for office, he said, this is going to be the most transparent administration in the history of the American people. <laughs> well, this isn't very transparent. This is this is very manipulative. And, uh, you know, that 17 percent that think the country's going in the in the right direction, you got to wonder how mentally challenged they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was I going to? Yes, uh, you say aside from the intellectual argument that fascists always end up resorting to violence to achieve control over the people. Why has today's Democratic Party so abruptly departed from the political narratives? You know, no war, give peace a chance, diplomacy, not war, that apparently brought them to power. Uh, why are they leaving that? Just so they can wag the dog later? Absolutely. This, unless somebody else can give me a, um, a more cogent reason, all indications point to the fact that this is about the narrative and about an upcoming election. You don't, you don't just comp- do a 180 in 30 days if you've been thumping for two years that, you, that America shouldn't be engaging in foreign war. Remember the, what he said when we left Afghanistan, we shouldn't be engaged in foreign war. It's time to leave. Americans are tired <laughs> of war. They're tired of it. That's How Joe long did Biden. it take that, after Afghanistan? Come out. Yeah, it was almost <laughs> instantaneous. Yeah. Wow. So, so you know, you give me a good rationale for why we are so invested in Ukraine, because we don't necessarily need trade from Ukraine for the United States if we were taking care of business at home, if we were making sure our farmers were, were taking care of with American resources and American mm-hmm. um, American avenues of getting things done, we wouldn't have any food problems. If we were energy independent like we were just two years ago, we wouldn't have any gas problems. We would be sufficient at home. That's not protectionist. That's just being responsible. We, we are a nation of plenty. And when we are producing, using American know-how and American elements, we usually end up with a surplus. That's what you trade with. You don't trade with your life savings and say, well, we're just going, we're going to pool our life savings together with people from around the world that we that may not think like us, but we'll all take care of each other. That's socialism. This, this globalist weaving that, that we've been doing for 30 or 40 years now, this weaving of the United States into being dependent on a global structure is very dangerous because it leads to global socialism, which is where the World Economic Forum is leading us, where the World Health Organization is leading us, where the U.N. has been trying to lead us ever since its inception. 
we need sovereignty, sovereignty in the United States. And we're ceding it every time that we say, well, let's export all our energy because we want to switch over to something else and we can just depend on another nation for our energy at this point. Yeah. You know, and of course dumb. they got to, yeah, and they bring back, you know, the global warming, global warming, global, you know, it was the new world order, the new world order from the UN. It was a great reset from the UN, and it's uh, the build back better from the United Nations. They're the first people that were using that. Uh, you know, they've got to, it's the money and control of everything, I guess. Uh, speaking of the money, uh, you mentioned that the federal government, in the middle of a hostile takeover on the cryptocurrency sphere, uh, boy, that's gonna that's gonna be something else. And now they're already talking about, well, uh, it looks like there's another virus on the horizon could get here at uh, oh maybe four or five months. Hmm. Well, yeah, like right, around, right around no, right around November. Um, yeah. Anybody who falls for the virus thing again is truly is a moron. Truly. When, when we come to the end of two, two years of lockdown, and now the, the apparatus that oppressed the people says, you know, this, this Omicron might be a good thing because if everybody gets it, they'll build herd immunity. <laughs> That's what we were saying in the beginning. That's what we were saying in the beginning. And, and rushing this vaccine to production and, and mandate, you know, I urge people to read the Substack by Dr. Robert Malone. You need yeah, to yeah. familiarize yourself with why he's against mandatory vaccines. He's the guy that invented the the RNMA technology or the mRNA technology. You, you've you've got to familiarize yourself with him because he knows what's going on, and this is all a money scam. This is all money and control. They wanted to see how far you mm-hmm. would take a knee, how far would you bend to to the mandates of an oppressive fascist government when when laws weren't passed to make this happen. We can't do that again. That was really really stupid for people to do this. And the people who are still marched around with masks on today, if you're not a healthcare professional working in a hospital, this has got to be the 17% that thinks the nation is going in the right direction. Hey, when you uh do your podcast, do you uh, put out a, a notice on who's going to be a guest or what you're going to be talking about? And does it go on any of the, uh, uh, you know, websites where people can find out about it? Well, you can always find out everything that I'm doing and and what the podcast consists of over at undergroundusa.com. It's right. good the podcasts are marked, uh, but I don't do a preemptive. No. Yeah. I don't. See, I do, you know, and uh, because it goes on Google. Mm-hmm. And then Google, you know, transfers all this other stuff. And uh, and it was amazing because you, you got uh, censored twice. But all you have to do is go and say, I challenge this, you know, and they backed off. And one time, Frank, I, I said, okay, I'm going to – I figured it out now. Just don't put down the subject, right? Didn't even put down the subject. And about two times ago when you were on, it was just – there it is, Savato. Yep, okay. And, I, and what brought this to my attention was because you mentioned Dr. Robert Malone who I've had guests on that talked about many, many times, right? And every time, boy, they want, nope, sorry, that's uh, against our standards. Why? Yeah. Well, it's a, what? It's a word called uh, truth, right? Uh, yeah, I guess truth is against Google standards. 
They can't yeah. tolerate an, an alternative viewpoint that's actually based on fact. And that's, that's called con- narrative control. Uh-huh. You know, that's 1984 stuff. That's, that we cannot tolerate that. And because Google has entered into doing that, and we've talked about this before, uh, I got censored by Google back in 2005. They eliminated us from the Google News Feed, and it crushed one of the publications that I had created. If they're going to do that, then we have every right as, as, a, as a country, as the people of a country, to have our elected representatives saying, if you're going to violate our freedom of speech, which is a First Amendment right, you need to pay a price. We're going to break you up. And see, today they're using the perfect example of the crazy kid, you know, that wrote a uh, manifesto, I think that's what it was called, uh, and he did it years ago. But the thing is, is that, see, they're going to determine if we're smart enough or not to know that this guy sounds like he's a little bit off his rocker. You know what I mean? Uh, It's like, we have to lead you, children. Yes, go ahead. Let me put this to you. If he were allowed to have published his manifesto and people read it, wouldn't there have been a thousand red flags instead of just one that wasn't acted on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah. so now they took they took it off. We can't have that on the, on the web. This man's nuts. He could hurt somebody. Well, he did. And because he was screaming that he had a problem, the censorship on social media and on the Internet didn't allow people to identify him as a, as a, as a problem. Yeah. And, and, you know, and therefore opens... he goes in and shoots everything up. You know, yeah. this censorship is bad all the way around. Yeah, and it opens up a whole can of worms, you know, about uh, you, you have the kid in there and, and you know that he's crazy, uh, partly crazy, but... Well, you know, he's a teenager now, so we're going to, you know, we're going to bypass it and everything. And it's sort of like when uh, I think it was Reagan, right, that let everybody out of the mental hospitals. And uh, I think a lot of them now are sleeping on the streets. So uh, and I like yeah. Reagan. So I, that's so the way I, I am. But you, you, <laughs> we, we ignore mental health in this country to an yeah. extreme degree. And then right. we wonder why things like this happen. Well, let me tell you something else that's happening that was brought to my attention, and I didn't know it by Frank Savato, and I'm going to bring it up in just a moment because in his headline sections, believe it or not, uh, let me find it. Yeah, satellite images show North Korea building a nuclear reactor. Hang on. Mr. President, are you home? <laughs> Let's open the door. We want to talk to you. Frank Savato, undergroundusa.com. American Express, investigated by the U.S. government, caught processing a Soviet-era politician's dirty money, paid hundreds of millions in fines for deceiving customers. Rather than clean up their act, American Express has gone woke. Employees say people are promoted and told to offer lower premiums based on race. Amex administered critical race theory training that told employees capitalism is racist. American Express, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Visit unamericanexpress.com. This message was paid for by Consumers Research, a 501c3 educational advocacy group. To learn more, log on to consumersresearch.org. Everybody's talking at me. CRN Chuck Wilder here with Frank Savato, undergroundusa.com. And I, they also have headlines on that uh, site there. And I saw a few of them that just said, boy, you know, you and I could spend, I got one, two, just three, three <laughs> headlines here, and I'm thinking we could probably do an hour on 
just those three, but I'm going to get down to the, the one that I really want to talk about in a minute. But, for example, uh, here's a headline. New White House press secretary claimed racism 57 times between 2015 and 2020. I've seen some reports on her, and I think she does it. Maybe that should have been 157 times. Uh, Russian oligarch caught on tape saying Putin has blood cancer and has gone crazy. Hmm. Took him a long time to diagnose that, right? But then this one, satellite images show North Korea building a nuclear reactor. Uh, you know how bad it is when Iran <laughs> keeps doing that, but uh, didn't Trump have that more or less under control and and uh, the crazy guy wasn't going to do this again, but apparently he is. Yeah, short, short, short round over there actually had a, an affinity for for Trump. That's short because round? Trump's, that's what I call him, short round. Um, it, it had an affinity. For, for Trump, they they understood each other. Uh, yeah. Trump didn't put up with his garbage. Uh, you know, when they when they met, they they left shaking hands, and and Kim Jong Un, you know, it stopped for four years. Uh, what's happening over there now is the is the restart of work on a second reactor. They've got one. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're they're this is a restart in the second reactor, and as everybody knows who's who understands the nuclear facilities, all of this can any nuclear facility can be used to create the plutonium needed for for weaponry. And judging from the power outages that happen over in North Korea, even with the existing nuclear power plant, um, they're not using it to help the people of North yeah. Korea. So we really need to pay attention to this a little bit more. And if it was just North Korea, I wouldn't be so concerned because their technology is not up to par to be able to do what they what they would like to do. But North Korea works hand in hand with not only communist China, but Iran. Yeah. So you've got this this nexus, and I've been saying this before, the new Axis powers seem to be Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea. And if, if there is a global conflict, the lines are going to fall along uh, along that fault right there. So now we have to look at North Korea with a with a more critical eye because they have the know-how being supplied to them by Iran and China. That does make them something that we need to look at. So North Korea's got a nuclear reactor, and you're talking about, you know, energy and all that. And where was this other one here? Let me see if I can find it, Rick. Oh, gosh. Where was it? Oh, here it is. Russia cuts off electricity to Finland <laughs> amid growing international tension. So I guess, Finland, you're going to have to build a nuclear reactor. I don't know. Boy, it's getting carried away out there, Frank. It's a, it's a strange world, and it's been a long time since there's been so many balls, so to speak, up in the air. You know. Well, that's, that's why we need strong leadership in Washington, something we don't have today. And that's why, also, listener, you got to take it's serious whenever Mr. Savato is talking about this uh, wag the dog. Check it out because it's uh, it's like, what would you, hypnosis, yeah, kind of like that. That works sometimes. All right. Not on me, though. Not on me, though. Not on me, though. Sorry. Uh, Frank Savato, thank you very much, sir, and look forward to our next visit. Thank you very much, Mr. Wilder. All right. Thank you, Swade. Thank you for listening. Uh, God bless America. And please remember, absolutely no animals were injured during the production of this here program.
Please like the episode on the platform you're listening to us on, leave a comment if it lets you, and share us with your friends and family. Our influence grows when you share our podcast. And don't forget to sign up for our Substack, which comes directly to you, subverting the interference of the Internet gatekeepers and social media censors. This is going to be increasingly important moving forward given the world's trajectory. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. I'm Judson Carroll, and I'm an herbalist. I'd like to invite you to listen to my show, the Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. It's available wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It's a show with a conservative Christian worldview, and it's about a lot more than just herbal medicine. It's about an independent way of life, being more self-reliant, less reliant on the government, the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, and the supply chain. With freedom comes responsibility. Sometimes that responsibility is putting food on the table. Other times it's caring for yourself and your family with home remedies. So give it a listen. I think you'll enjoy it, and it may just save your life. 